You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. Good morning and welcome back to Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'd like to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Denim Marketing. Um, At Denim Marketing, we work to make your marketing a comfortable fit. So give us a call if you need original content for social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, email marketing, or blogging. Today, I'm joined by Carl Ryden for our latest installment on the Legends of Real Estate series. Um, really excited to have Carl with us here today. Um, I had the pleasure of working with him. Golly, I hate to admit my age or his, but it was probably about 20 years ago, so it's been a while. So welcome to the show, Carl. Um, I'd love for you just to start off and give us a little bit of the history of how you got started in home building and you know what you were doing in your early career. Okay, let me kind of go back and uh, give a little background. I was born and raised on a small cotton farm near Boston, Georgia. Uh, went to the University of Georgia and graduated with a degree in agricultural engineering. Then went into the Army, like everybody in my generation, and ended up in Vietnam. And when I came home, I went to work for Georgia Power Company. And my job was, believe it or not, selling total electric to builders. And um, so I met a lot of builders and I went to work for a builder. He was building apartments and uh, learned a lot from him. I always thought about him. And then, in, uh, then, Four years later, which would have been 1977, I started my own business. And in those days, it was fairly easy to start because there were a lot of bankrupt subdivisions. And the banks were, I guess, anybody that had a pickup truck could could get a construction loan. Wow, that's interesting. So that was in 1977 was when you started your first company. Was was that Redmont Homes or was it called something else? No, what it started out, I, I started out with Carl Ryden Homes. And it was actually Carl F. Ryden, Inc. was the name, but I've I marketed it as Carl Ryden Homes. And then name-wise, later on, uh, as I'd been going to seminars and studying, somewhere around around the late 90s or early 2000s, I was thinking about uh, turning it over to Mike Smith. And he'd been working for me for a long time, and I'd actually already made him a, a partner. And so we changed the name to make the, the smooth transition to him, to Harcrest, which was the initials of his three sons, Hayden, Andrew, and Reese. So that's where Harcrest came from. And the Redmont came from, I retired in 04 and uh, got the itch and so started back with Redmont Homes back in uh, <laughs> back in the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, that was the wrong time to get bored, huh? <laughs> well, talk a little bit more about the types of homes you built when you first got started in the 70s, you know, what kinds of floor plans were those and how big were they and what did they sell for? Well, I sold my first house for $49,000. Back in those days, I don't know if you remember back that far, but there was a lot of the split level seat of houses going on. We started off with about a 1600 square foot house. And then that kind of, that style kind of played out. And then we went to the brick at first brick uh, on the front and then stucco, a few stuccos, and then eventually uh, just all brick. And then the houses grew up to, to the 3,000 to 3,600 range. <laughs> yeah, you all planted them in the dirt and they just grew. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's kind of interesting. Um, you know, what were some of the biggest roadblocks to building houses, I guess, in the late 70s and early 80s? 
Well, we had a recession in the early 80s, and that was a big roadblock. But, but basically, like I said, uh, you know, we were in a subdivision owned by the bank, and they were trying to get rid of lots, and they were just putting builders in there, anybody. And so that's how I got started, and this, that wasn't a big roadblock. Uh, the roadblock, I guess, was just competing uh, uh, with other builders, but I, I, guess, I guess I maybe did a good job of that. I think you did a good job, and the length of time that you built uh, proves that because you built for a long time in Atlanta and very successfully. You know, I guess what's what's kind of different. You know, I guess you built you built into what the early two thousands. I guess is when you and Mike. Yes, yes, and I, I yeah, I basically sold him the company in two thousand four. Two thousand four. So you know, between the eighties and the two thousands, what were the biggest changes in home building? Well, first of all, the, the small builder couldn't go in and buy a few lots. Or, or they, I guess they could, but uh, it was a lot harder. Right. So we ended up going from building on scattered lots to um, to building, uh, you know, having our own subdivision. I guess I got my own. I've got I got about a hundred lot subdivision somewhere. Uh, I guess mid to late eighties, somewhere maybe I don't remember exactly when. And then we then we kept on being able to do that. Yeah. Did you do any development during that time or was it, was it all home building? The first subdivision I got, I kind of was, I kind of owned it, but I had hired a developer. But then I realized that, you know, you get, you, if you get into development, it takes four years to get your money back out. And if you build a house, you can usually get it out in, in several months, even if you have to give it away. So I didn't want to be a developer. So I was just pure builder. Pure builder. So talk a little bit about when you transitioned to Harcrest. Did that change the home style, you know, and home price and, you know, anything yet again? Or what was the difference there? Well, we didn't we didn't make any changes. We were doing the same thing. It's just that, you know, it was under Mike's name and and he was doing a whole a lot more of the running the company than, than he had been as he grew. I hired him, I think, in 91 or two, and he just grew into it. And he just did an excellent job in the and I wanted, you know, whenever I decided I wanted to retire, then he was just the perfect choice to keep people employed and keep things going just like it was. And so it worked out real good. <laughs> so he got hit by the recession in 06. That's, yeah, that I was going to say, you know, how did the recession impact the business? But I guess you were kind of out doing your own thing as Redmont then, you know, and maybe it didn't impact you quite as much. We weren't doing much. We were. Just, I was just peddling. We'd been, you know, with, with Harcrest, we were building, I guess, about 50 houses a year. And then when I started back up, we were doing 10 or 12, just, just something to keep me out of trouble, I guess. <laughs> so what else did you get involved with? You know, did you own parts of any other companies or is it mainly just home building? No, I didn't. I was just a home builder. I didn't, I didn't build rental houses. I didn't do anything commercial. I just was a strict home builder. Put all my effort into it and, and trying to uh, do a good job and perfect it. Yeah, well, you put a lot of effort also into the Greater Atlanta Home Builders Association. Talk a little bit about the different roles you played there and how it impacted your career. Well, to start, I joined when I, as soon as I became a builder, and I was just a member getting all the information, I guess, for a while. And then uh, I started uh, knowing that I needed to get education. And so I went to my first seminar from the Home Builders in 1982. And uh, B. McDowell, I'm sure, a friend of yours, uh, was the teacher. And I, I don't remember a lot of other seminars, but I remember her because it was my first. And I guess the interesting thing about that is 
coming from a farm and being more more like an outside builder. And then the first class I took was a marketing class. So I thought I was looking back today and thinking that was kind of strange, but. <laughs> oh, that's definitely interesting. Crafting the perfect marketing strategy is like constructing the perfect pair of jeans. You need all the right components and expertise. Unlike trying on a dressing room full of jeans, denim marketing makes the process painless and easy. Denim marketing is the market leader in creating quality original content for home builders, developers, remodelers, and others in the industry. Call 770-383-3360 or email carol at denimmarketing.com to find out how denim marketing can be a comfortable fit for your social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, email marketing, blogs, and other marketing needs. Well, what achievement are you most proud of? Well, I'm a proud of a lot of them. Uh, a lot of things happen that I'm proud of, but I guess the, the the most proud thing is my relationship with my subcontractors, homeowners, and suppliers, realtors. I had a real good relationship with everybody, and I had a process, and particularly with my trades, because I saw I saw them a lot more than everybody else. But I had a really good process working with them, and. Um, and uh, I was told several times that they would come to my job for less money. That's impressive. So I guess there's there's a, a moral to that story and a, a lesson to be learned for people. If you if you treat them right, then and take good care of them, then they'll turn around and take good care of you as well. Yes, we had a we had a good system. Yeah. Any advice for a young person interested in getting involved in the home building industry? Well, it's um. It's a lot different now than it was when I got in. Um, you know, like I said, they were given, they were begging you to take the lots. But I guess any advice was if you want to be in the home building business, just start at the bottom and work hard and love it and be enthusiastic about it and just work your way up. Yeah. Yeah. You've talked a lot about working with the banks. Um, you know, what did that look like? And, um, you know, what should that look like today? I think that's still a big challenge for most builders is getting that liquidity and that, you know, capital to start those start projects and to do it right. Any advice for how that should, how that could work or how to improve their relationships? <laughs> I really don't know. We started when I started building, I had saved about I had saved about five thousand dollars from Vietnam. And that's all I had. And uh, and got the loan, and I got started. And of course, I worked hard and didn't spend any money and saved a lot. And then I became, you know, I became one of the best clients. Yeah. Oh, I guess you just got to find somebody who'll who'll trust you and kind of take a take a chance on your you know new business, right? Yeah. 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 Well, so uh, I think you're mostly retired now, but but what are you doing now? Have you? Uh, Gone back to uh, South Georgia, or well, Bostwick. Bostwick is my um, my hometown. It's not South Georgia. It's just uh, about twenty miles from Athens, south of Athens, okay. near Madison, Georgia. And um, but I've been living. Uh, I bought my lot on Lake Lanier back in uh, eighty. No, back in seventy nine, and we built here in eighty six. So we got a big lot, and I do a lot of yard work, and uh, and we have a second home down in Pauley's Island next door to our daughter. So we spend about a week down there with her and, and, and her kids and her family. And uh, and then I go back to the farm on Thursdays. Uh, my sister's now still on the farm. And we meet, uh, I meet one sister particularly, and we just kind of, we rent the farm, but we kind of keep the house up. And she plants flowers, and 
I kind of do some of the other work and keep, keep it keep it clean and make it look like it's lived in and just and just enjoy it because we both love the farm. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. What a great life. So um, any other advice for anyone listening today as far as, you know, home building, the home building industry, you know, politics, all the fun stuff? <laughs> I couldn't do it today. I don't I don't see how people can get started, but um, it's, it's, it's a completely different world. Yeah, it is very interesting. And it's, and it's funny to see people, um, you know, panic and worry about 6% interest rates, because I guess the interest rates have been up and down during your tenure in the building industry. I mean, what's the highest that you saw? Uh, we were, my homeowners were, were paying 15 to 17% for permanent loans. And then I think my construction loans were probably 19 or 20%. Oh, good grief. What year was that? <laughs> Uh, that was in, um, what, 82, three and yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. 6% kind of pales by comparison to that, doesn't yeah. it? I remember, I remember, uh, we were, we were selling out of a trailer. This was back in, uh, in the early eighties, uh, maybe mid eighties or whatever. And my, my real estate agent, um, Laura Fagan called me on the telephone and she said, Carl, you got to come up here. You got to come up here. Hurry, hurry. And I walked in the door and she said, Carl, rates just, just drop below 10%. We can sell everything we can build. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Where is she today? We need her to tell people that 6% is nothing. That it could be 10, right? Yeah. So reflecting back to some of the different developments you built in, do you have a favorite project or, you know, one that really comes to mind that you think really exemplifies, um, you know, the, the best work that you did or, you know, you remember it fondly for some reason? Um, well, we started, um, I guess, I, I developed a, a relationship with Frank Tetterton back in the 90s, and uh, and he put us into a subdivision with about 110 lots or something like that back in the, I guess, in the 90s. I had been in several other subdivisions, but I developed a relationship with him, and uh, he would just, uh, he would just, when I finished one, he would have another one ready, and it, that worked out for, uh, gosh, 10 or, 10 or 10 or 15 years. So that that was a that was a great relationship there. Yeah, it's it's good to have that kind of uh, relationship and that kind of machine kind of moving so you can keep things moving along. Yeah. Any other advice for uh, anyone listening to us or anything else you want to share? Uh, I can't think of anything. I've been out of the business for nine years now, so uh, I I still look at houses. I don't go into houses anymore. I used to go out once a week and drive around and just get ideas from other builders of what what was happening, what was doing. So I don't do that anymore. I guess if you're just trying to get in the business, you just, again, you just got to work hard and you got to love it. I loved it. It was my hobby. Yeah. I think a lot of us driving around stop and walk through houses and stuff and just see what the plans are. And I think when you're in the industry, that's a fun part of it, just to kind of see what a, somebody else's vision for that product was. Yeah. All right. Well, if our listeners want more information on you, is there a way for them to get in touch with you if they have a question or do you still have a website up? If they would, I don't have a website. <laughs> They're welcome to call would like or text me or email me. Uh, my cell number is 770-616-6240. If it don't look like junk, I'll answer it. If it looks oh. like junk, you might have to call me. <laughs> if it comes in and says spam or marketing or telemarketing, right. you're just going to ignore that, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't blame you for that. That's right. You don't want it interrupting your time with your family and on your farm and all the fun stuff you've got going on. That's for sure. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your history with us. Um, I'm going to say this is a wrap of this week's Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. Again, I want to thank Carl Ryden for joining us as the latest in our Legends of Real Estate series. On behalf of our show sponsor, Denim Marketing, I'm Carol Morgan. If you enjoyed today's show, please hop on over to iTunes and give us a positive rating and review. Um, you can download our shows on Stitcher, Spotify, and iTunes. If you're interested in more real estate news, um, visit us at atlantarealestateforum.com or on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter at Atlanta Real Estate Forum. And if you're interested in being in the show, uh, give me a shout out at carol at denimmarketing.com and let me know what you want to talk about. With that, I'll say this is a wrap. And thank you so much for listening to us this week. And I look forward to seeing you right here again next week. Today's episode was made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite real estate blog and source for real estate news, trends, new home communities, model homes, builders, and more. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your podcast or iTunes app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio Show.